Hello and welcome to the Weekly Intentions Podcast. I'm your host Tams and today is the first episode of my podcast, which is very terrifying because it's all about, this is going to be about putting myself out there, talking about things that I have never really felt that comfortable talking to people about and just kind of seeing if maybe anyone can relate. So just to let you get to know me a little bit before we start, I am 21 years old, I'm a third year law business student and I had absolutely no idea what I'm going to do afterwards. I thought I knew, but at the moment the idea is just not appealing to me. So I don't really know what I'm going to do, I'm just still trying to figure it out. Which, you know, I don't feel like a lot of people say because everyone is affected to know what they're going to do. And this episode is kind of me talking about how I've always had a plan for what I was going to do and how it slightly went wrong in some way. Because it's the progress and failure. About the podcast in, t- in general, it's probably mostly going to be me doing solo episodes like this episode. But I am planning on interviewing my friends and getting them to talk about things. About their ideas and their experiences. That I will just kind of make more people aware of different perspectives. Because I have listened to a lot of these kind of podcasts. And about being that girl and being healthy. And just being like having a life together but I can't relate because I feel like I'm quite messy I I don't know it's just I haven't been able to relate and I wanted something that maybe someone else can relate to and I will also recommend other podcasts that I listen to throughout any ideas I've got from them I will say my conversation on this person's podcast topic not the actual podcast just if they have a topic that I kind of in, intrigued in but I don't feel like it's a perspective that I can relate to I might talk about that I'm not 100% certain yet you know I'm just gonna see how this organically grows I don't have a set plan for it which is what I've been trying to figure out doing myself so I love to plan everything that I can usually but I'm trying to let myself see how things happen naturally and I love to plan on a Sunday evening. I'm actually recording this Sunday afternoon and I just love, love, love to plan. I like to organise it a whole week. And if it's not in my Google Calendar, it is not happening. Honestly, like I'm obsessed with my Google Calendar. <laughs> this isn't an ad, honestly, but just me obsessing. You know, like I love it. It's colour coded, it's all like very similar colours. It's just I live for that. And so that's why I'm going to post on a Sunday afternoon, because that is when I plan for my week, and this podcast is called the Weekly Intentions, and this is when I set my weekly intentions, so maybe that's how you do it. Maybe you'd plan on a Monday morning, if that's the case, you can, it'll be ready to listen to. But obviously, if you want to listen to it on a Thursday, it's just about like setting your goals for the rest of the week. So if that's how you kind of want to watch it, listen to it then, listen to it whenever. Because it's not just going to be about that, it's going to be about my experiences, a lot of them, and my ideas on these kind of things. To actually talk about the progress and failure, this is going to be talking a lot about where things went wrong in my life, and I thought the world was over. Or So to start, when I was about 13, 14, we were asked, what do you want to do when you're older? I was obsessed with The Flash and... Barry Allen, he was a forensic scientist and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a forensic scientist and I did my research and I knew I had to study. 
either biochemistry or forensic science at university. To do that, I'd have to do biology and chemistry, definitely at the A-levels, maybe maths, because I enjoyed maths. And when I was 14, that was my plan. I had it written down. I had it set. I didn't know what university I was going to, because I didn't really know about the universities. I just knew about what subject I wanted to do. And at the time, I was doing further additional science. So by the time I was 15, I had the grades to be able to do biology and chemistry for A-levels. And so when I did my actual rest of my GCSEs at 16, I did my further additional science and didn't get the great, the greatest grades. I had kind of let my science slip because I already knew, in, like in my head, I knew that I had the grades to do it. So I thought I would put my focuses on English and maths and the other subjects I had to do just to you know, get better grades in general, the ones that my mum would be looking at more. But, but because I didn't do so well in my favourite additional science, they told me I couldn't do, do biology or chemistry for A-level anymore. And I just started crying. I, it was results day. I didn't even have bad grades. It just, they said that because it was lower than they thought I would be at, that was the kind of topics they would also be doing at A-level. They just thought I wasn't the right fit and they didn't think it'd be fair to let me do it. And that just kind of broke me because I had no idea what I was going to do. My dad was saying about trying to find me a different uh, sixth form to go to. And in the end, I just kind of became a bit frazzled. Like That was my goal and I was so close. But because I kind of got this idea in my head, which was wrong, I just didn't put all my efforts in and I failed which was really hard for me like it was really hard to kind of be told you're wrong because I wasn't usually wrong I was always correct I would do things right until that point everything had kind of been easy so that just really took me by surprise in the end I ended up doing maths psychology and English literature for A-levels because I knew those ones would give me a wider range of subjects and that way I could kind of go into more things that I would be interested in. Like I had no plan, I just knew that those were kind of good ones to have and if I wanted to go in whatever degree I wanted to go in to do, I could kind of argue that those were good subjects to back up that idea. And there was a, like a while where I just had no idea what I was doing with my life and I was just I know it sounds dramatic, I was 16 and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing my life, but I love to plan. And honestly, not knowing what my plan would be after my A-levels really took me by surprise. And at the time I was working at McDonald's and I just thought maybe this is just what I'll do. I was moving up quickly. I quite enjoyed it. It was stressful, but I thought if I don't know what I'm going to do, this is a good end plan and it is if that's what you want to do but it I knew I knew it wasn't like I would want to do forever it just it was just what I had at that moment and then a lawyer came to my sixth form so my school was doing things where every Wednesday afternoon someone would no it was Monday afternoon I don't know anyway that's not that's just me being pernickety about the details but every afternoon one day a week a different profession would come in and talk about their jobs and this week one week a, law- a human rights lawyer came in and it's very interesting because she started talking about how 
the United how England doesn't have a constitution and we started talking about the ideas behind that and what that meant for us as a country and I don't know it just kind of sparked something inside of me and I decided to do more research into becoming a lawyer and for a while for like a year a year and a half I was going to like the temple inn like different inns in England going to do work experience at a barrister's in different areas and for really like for about a year that was what I was going to do I was like that's it I'm doing law that was the one thing I knew for a hundred percent certain I'm going to do law I started to do research into what kind of area I'd be interested in if I'd be a barrister versus solicitor and so I started applying to universities applied to do law uh, I applied to do law at four and the last one I applied to do no I did apply to do law yeah, I applied to do law at five universities, Cambridge, Bristol, Kent, Sussex and Reading, those five. And I had it in my head that I was going to go to Cambridge. I, the others were my safety, but I knew I was going to go to Cambridge University. And I, in year 13, like during Christmas time, I got an interview at the college of, that I wanted to go be in and I was so excited I apply I did my interview and during the interview I fumbled there was this moment while we were talking and I just didn't know the answer to the question and I was so stressed because I'd been there all day and this was my dream like I'd been in that in the college all day and I felt like I was a part of it that felt like this was my life this is who I was going to be and when they asked me the question that I couldn't answer I knew in that second right there and then it was all over there's no redos it's Cambridge and so I was just so heartbroken and I think the two people the two um interviewers were just looking at me and I was trying to figure out the words because I knew them and that's what hurt the most I knew the answer because it was, they asked me a question about why do we have juries in court and at the time I was writing my EPQ on the effect, well I had started writing my EPQ on the effect of the individual people within the legal system, so like the jury, the judge, the prosecution, the victim, the defendant, like all the different parties and how it all makes up a case. And I mentioned how I, that I was moving on from that to wealth and status. So I knew the answer to their question. So when they asked me, why do we have juries in court? I knew it. I knew it was because in the olden days, the juries made up people, your peers who knew you. And so they could have a better ref- character reference, basically. They knew what you were like. But in that moment, it just, those no thoughts, head empty. And I just didn't know what to do. And so I started crying a little bit and trying to talk. And I and they kind of like gave me a few hints to like get me on to, do, on to saying it. And I then said it. I said everything right, but I knew, I knew that that was the end. There was no way of coming back from that. That would be the end of my journey to Cambridge. I found out 
so that was before Christmas and then after Christmas during like one of the first few weeks at, at uni at, at sixth form I decided to sit in on the younger class like the year below classes as a revision session and I remember sitting there listening to them talking about attachment um, styles in psychology and I was just adding in here and there when I checked my phone and I had the email saying like unfortunately you have been unsuccessful and I just kind of got up and was like can I please be excused and I left the classroom and I went to the bathroom and just burst out crying because everyone in my school knew I had applied to Cambridge and it was quite a big topic because only four people in my school applied and then only two of us even got an interview so it was such such a big deal and the other girl, she actually got into Oxford, she applied to Oxford, she got in. Oh, it wasn't to, wasn't to apply to Cambridge, it was applied to Oxbridge. And only two of us got interviews. The other girl got into uh, Oxford, I got obviously rejected from Cambridge. And in that moment, my life was over. I had no idea what I was going to do because the other universities I had applied for, I hadn't gone and seen. I just kind of applied for them for different reasons. So I applied for Kent. Because my stepdad, he worked on um, reading some of the accommodations and he'd been there and he said he really liked it. And I, I did like um, Canterbury, I'd been there before, so I liked the town. And I applied to Sussex because my older cousin Luke, he was at Sussex at the time. Reading I applied for because I heard that they give um, free Reading Festival tickets to their students. So I was like, I needed a fifth one and so I just applied for that one. And then for Bristol I actually thought that was a good one and I kind of wanted to do that one I did the LNAT as well so L, I think it's LNAT so I was that one I was kind of interested in going to but I had my confidence broken after the whole Cambridge situation and I just also didn't like the distance from it because I am very close to my family and I so we went to I remember where we went, but we went somewhere near Bristol, and I remember thinking, like, this is such a long journey, I don't know how I would do this if I wanted to come home, because I wasn't in love with the university. Like, with Cambridge, it was fu- it was difficult to get there, but I was so in love with Cambridge that that would have been fine for me. And so I ended up, though, settling. I had Kent as my first choice, and then Sussex was my second choice. And so anyway, I kind of had that as my plan of action and I just worked on my what did I work on? I worked on my A levels to try and get the best I could and unfortunately I then didn't get the best grades in my A levels either. I don't know what happened, I just I let myself down. So there is actually a YouTube video about this where I'm it's not me crying because I couldn't I was crying so much I couldn't even record it's after I stopped crying I kind of settled down a bit but Kent offered me a philosophy degree to do and then Sussex offered me a foundation year and I kind of had that moment where I was like what do I do like if I do a foundation year it's an extra year it's off my plan and I can do law but if I do a philosophy degree I could do the um legal conversion course afterwards but then I also thought, if I did that, that's an extra two years. So I ended up doing going to Sussex and doing a foundation year. 
and it made me feel so bad about myself because I'd never heard of a foundation here before. I just thought I'd failed. Hello? Oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I had thought that I had failed and that I'd failed as like, and I was stupid and I felt dumb and I felt terrible and it didn't help that I was in this new place for the first time. I was in such a large house. I My house had 12 people, including me. And I think because there were so many of us, we didn't get to bond as much and we didn't have a communal area. So if we wanted to like hang out all together, we'd have to just sit in the hallway. The kitchen was too small to kind of sit in. Wow. I don't know if you can hear that, but like everything's just making so much noise right now. <laughs> so I was in this really low point when I started university because I was alone and I was looking after myself completely for the first time and I was doing doing a degree that I wasn't interested in I was because my foundation year was in social science so I did a, a psychology so I did psychology as my chosen option 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 that's like option module put together option I, I did psychology as my chosen module and I had to do order and disorder which was law politics and sociology and I also had to do global issues and local lives, which is anthropology, geography, international relations and international development. Like, it was a lot of different subjects and so much that I wasn't interested in. So I spent a lot of the time just kind of like, oh, why am I even doing this? But then I started, I was like going home all the time. And there was a time when I thought, maybe I'll just go back home. I'll just quit uni. I just this isn't for me like this isn't something I want to be doing and I kind of just told myself I need to do something though I need to find something I'm interested in in Brighton something that appeals to me and so I started looking at different societies because I'd heard someone say that society is a good way of making friends so I was looking on the little SU page looking at all the different societies that we had and I found our cheer team and I thought, Joe, you know what? It's all abilities. It's all fun. Like anyone can go. I'll go to. And they've got a taster session. Like in two days, I'll see if I can go to it. I went to the taster session, and it was the best idea I ever had. I made so many friends. I finally enjoyed being in Brighton. Like there was something there to look forward to. And you know, it also kind of encouraged me because a few other people there had done foundation years, and they were like getting on with their degrees, and they were all loving life and. Just kind of seeing these people who were a little bit older, had already done the foundation year, who had loads of friends and loved kind of being in Brighton just kind of gave me that little oomph that I needed to be happy here. And then I got into a relationship, I made friends that I really liked, I became secure in my position in cheer, which I'm a bit silly because I just thought if I went to cheer I wouldn't know what I'd be doing because I'm not a dancer. I'm... I'm not a tumbler, I don't do gymnastics, I'm not flexible. And then I found out about stunting, and I absolutely love stunting. And because of my position, I'm a back. Because the committee were kind of all had a position, like they were all they were all stunters or dancers, but they didn't have, none of them were a back. And so when they wanted to like demonstrate a stunt, they knew that I was quite good, so they always asked me to help demonstrate. And just because of that, it really just made me feel so secure in my position, and I knew that like. No one's going to be like, what is she doing here? It's, she's not good at anything. Uh, so yeah, I was in a relationship. And then just before the pandemic hit, so this was like beginning of March 2020, 
he broke up with me and then like literally I think it was a week later the pandemic hit and I was home and I just being back at home after finally feeling I finally felt so happy in Brighton and that was all kind of taken away from me I was home I just lost all of my confidence in myself and I no longer had cheer to keep me active and fit and healthy and university was just kind of completely shut down so I didn't have that to take my mind off of anything and I was just kind of really lost and even like after the pandemic that next my first year of uni where it was all online I still felt really lost and I just wasn't sure what I was doing yeah I was just really lost and then 2021 like the start of that academic year 21 to 22 I had gotten a position of social sec in cheer because no one else could do it that we were looking for people to kind of be on committee but there was no one if that makes sense everyone had kind of already left graduated and so I was just on a committee where not everyone will but everyone was kind of just kind of made to be on it it felt like and it didn't work as br- brilliantly um we had to kind of pick up the, some of us had to pick up slack that we shouldn't have had to but it was okay and we kind of made it work and I really really loved it I was I was more coaching cheer and I was trying to learn whole new stunts for us to learn ones that we'd never done before just to keep things interesting even though these girls on the team had never done any stunts I was thinking of stunts that I hadn't even seen when I was started on the team and then in February 2020 no it was February 2022 not 2020 I broke three ribs it was so disheartening because I'd finally just got I'd got in the swing of things I'd got my uni I'd like got into the uni swing I got into the cheer swing I was doing other stuff as well like everything kind of fit nicely and everything was working in my schedule but when I broke my ribs I was in so much pain I was on really strong painkillers I was just sleeping all the time I was really groggy I just I couldn't do cheer anymore as well and that had become such a big part of my life I couldn't focus on uni there was nothing I could do apart from just sit there I couldn't read because I couldn't focus on anything and I love reading so like there were just so many things that like stop it I couldn't do anything I couldn't watch tv either just keep my mind preoccupied because that word just gave me a headache my head was always hurting because of the medication I was on I wasn't eating because I couldn't be bothered to cook and I didn't have an appetite they were just everything felt so shit and I was and I was trying my best to kind of get myself together and it just wasn't working so I don't know if you can hear that there's a weird boing sound um, I'm trying to be like deep about <laughs> but I didn't really let that like before I'd broken my ribs I'd signed up to do a actual coaching cheer coaching lesson and now I'm a level two coach I still love cheer I have a little bit of fear of the teddy bear sit and certain people doing it because I'm scared of breaking ribs again but I still love cheer I haven't let it like stop me we still learn once I recover we learn more stunts new things we learn the basket toss we're learning as much as possible sorry 
we're learning as much as possible and I'm now captain of the team and my committee I'm hoping it's still early days but they all seem to be everyone is doing their job actually not it doesn't seem everyone is doing their jobs and I have a lot better hopes for the year it just is an exciting change of events and I'm just so excited to see what would happen because none of this would have happened <clears throat> I don't believe that any of this would have happened if I was doing biochemistry if I was doing that I wouldn't I don't think I would end up at Sussex I don't think that I would have ended up doing cheer I don't think I would have the friends that I have I don't think I would be living in this house that I'm at currently where I'm recording where me and my one of my housemates are the bestest of friends we have slight attachment issues now because well, we're away from each other for too long always thinking of where's the other where is she um we always hang out in the evening like i'm in such a place in my life now that i don't think i would be at i am so happy i am so secure in myself i'm a lot healthier than i have been for a very long time even though i'm not the fittest i've been like looks wise i am the healthiest i've been I eat really well, I go out to the gym, I do cheer quite regularly, I have a good work-life balance, I am doing some charity stuff, which I can't say because it's anonymous, but if you know me in real life, you probably have heard me mention it, it's, I probably put on my story too much, but I don't, I don't do the actual thing of it, I just help promote it and work on the inside. But anyway, um, so like, I am kind of thriving, I have a job as well, I'm a nanny, I am thriving in all the areas of my life that I didn't realise that I would be. Or I could be. I thought there'd be some give or take. I didn't think I'd be able to have... Be able to focus on uni, have a job, do my extracurriculars, and have a social life. I, don't think, I didn't think all of those areas of my life would be able to mesh as well as they have. Obviously, don't get me wrong, like last... Not Friday just gone, like the Friday before that. I had a whole on meltdown because it wasn't it was Thursday. Was, I don't know. Anyway, I had a whole on meltdown because I just felt so overwhelmed. <clears throat> but I took a step back, said, This is what I'm gonna focus on. I'm just not gonna do the other things at the moment. And now I am a lot better. I'm able to I'm able to focus on what needs me at this moment in time. And so my intentions for the week is to not to look at what goes wrong, but rather focus on the opportunities that occur from these. Because, like I said, none of this would have happened. I don't believe any of this would have happened if it wasn't for the steps that went wrong. It wasn't for making me go a different direction. And I am the happiest I've ever been. I, I'm absolutely in love with my life right now. Ask me tomorrow, I might be a little, I might do something different. But even if tomorrow I'm not the happiest, it'll give me the opportunity to look at where I need to focus on and see what can happen from there. See what's go, what area of my life needs to be worked on. And that's the opportunities that you can get from failure. Because it's not just saying that you did something wrong and it's the end of it. It's saying that something went wrong, but that's that that needed to go wrong in your life. I believe in fate. I believe in certain things are meant to happen for I think I believe in not everything happens for a reason, but certain things happen for a reason. I think these things had to happen for me to be able to be in the place that I am right now where 
I am surrounded by friends who I be believe would be there for me in a heartbeat. I believe that I can do what I set my mind to and if I decide what I decide to do in my future, it will happen if I actually really want it and I actually decide to do it. But maybe even if I think I want to do something, that might not be the right course of action for me. Like I've heard about what some people who do biochemistry do for their degree and I honestly think, oh my god, I'm so happy I didn't learn that. Like that that just sounds like rubbish to me. That, that that's not real like you're making that up and I think about what I'm learning and I'm like oh my god I'm doing ADR it's so exciting like I'm keeping I'm learning about like avoidance and it's so weird to think about that like you're learning about like the avoidance of people and how they deal with conflict and that's just so all I talk about like a contract thing where like the officious spy sound and everyone looks at me like I've just like spoken about the most boring thing on earth but to me it's so thrilling and I never would have realized that if I hadn't not got the best fabric science GCSEs, I would be on the path. And I think I am so stubborn, I would have stayed on it even if I disliked it. So, yeah, my intention is, once again, to look at the opportunities that have arrived from my failures. What is your intentions for this week? It doesn't have to be something so profound like that. It could be something as little as... I intend to eat more vegetables or, you know, just think, it's not profound, that's really, but I bring myself up being like, it's so profound, I'm just so edgy, no I'm not, um, I'm just thinking that that's what I wanted, to, this is how I want my week to go, and if I can start doing that, I'll be able to focus more on what is bringing me joy. So I hope you like this first episode where it's a bit rambly, wasn't the best because I'm still trying to sort myself out, sort out my formula of how I'm going to talk during these. Um, at the moment, I've been talking to a bag of almonds because I didn't want to like be looking around. I wanted to look at something and act as if it's, as if it's a person. So, bag of almonds, did you enjoy our talk? If it responds to me, that's when I realise something's wrong. <laughs> um, if you like this, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, I don't know, to do things to mean you like it. You can follow me at tamsin.lester on Instagram and TikTok, or you can follow the podcast at Weekly Intentions Pod on Instagram, where we'll be doing updates and motivational posts, hopefully, I have a few things planned, and you know, there'll be behind the scenes, which will be fun, sneak peeks. Um, so thank you once again for listening. I hope you have enjoyed the first episode. I'm planning on making the other ones better. <laughs> so thank you. Have a good day.